Good morning. Please let my words speak for you. So I take a deep breath. And I release it as I stop. And I bring myself into this one current present moment. <coughs> Knowing that there is only one source. There is one source of all that I see, touch, feel, do, experience. And I know right here and right now that I am, and each one here is, a perfect, living, breathing, beautiful manifestation of that one source. And I'm in gratitude. Gratitude for each one here. Gratitude for the beautiful day that we have going on outside. And the spring flowers, I know, are coming. I open my heart. I open my soul. I open my mind. As I prepare to listen to Reverend Diana's words, knowing that I receive wisdom from them, knowing that God speaks to me and to each one through Reverend Diana's words. And so I just say thank you, Father, Brother, God, knowing even as I speak, my words are coming into fruition. And so it is. So it is. Amen. Good morning. Brave souls out in the rain. Beautiful life-giving rain. So if you're joining us and you're new online today, um, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and I'm the pastor and spiritual director of Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. And we welcome you home to our Taze meditation service this morning. And we encourage you to know that your true home is in your own mystic heart. So that's where your answers will be found. So we begin this morning by joining our voices, joining in vibration by joining voices, as together we uh, sing Welcome Home to your mystic heart, and then in honor of this season, we move into Silent Night. Whatever came before 
Today is the second Sunday of Advent on the liturgical calendar, the Christian calendar of feasting and celebration, which links in to earlier traditions, which we'll be reflecting throughout the month as well. The season of Advent is a time of stillness, of quiet waiting for what is yet to come in our world and within each one of us waiting for the physical light to return, for what is to be born in and through our lives. So each Sunday as we begin Teze, we'll be lighting a candle to bring our awareness to the particular quality of spirit for that week of Advent, a quality that we seek to embrace within ourselves and our own lives. Last week we lit the first purple candle which represented hope and faith. Hope being maybe the starting place or the attitude and faith being the deep knowing that all is well. And this week we light the candle of peace. Placing our hopes and our faith that peace is coming into form in our world, in, through, and as our thoughts, words, and actions. So I invite you now to get comfortable and settle into the peace that is always available, deep within where spirit's voice is beckoning, where no sound or no thought can disturb you. Relaxing, letting go of any tension in your body, 
allowing yourself to be filled to overflowing with the presence of divine energy because it is what you are every cell every atom is infused with divine light is made of divine light you're surrounded and held by the loving arms of the one by whatever name you call it and so letting go of all that you might be carrying allowing the tension to melt from your body falling away so that your body, mind, and soul are completely at ease, becoming absolutely still as you allow yourself to be carried by the meditative tone of Teze, allowing the words, the music, the silence to wash over you, to move through you. Taking a couple of slow, deep breaths, inhaling in through the nose, and exhaling through the mouth. Allowing the muscles in your face to relax, settling into an open-hearted state where absolute peace and serenity are the dominant tone where there's only here and now feeling the presence of sacred community feeling the presence of spirit grounded in this powerful presence we enter into sacred ritual we form and hold a powerful vision Together we envision a web of consciousness surrounding and infusing the planet. We see and feel ourselves as a point of radiant light in that web. Feeling the light that you are radiating from deep within you. And now expanding our awareness and sensing that same light shining in and from every human. Moving beyond our human family, we acknowledge every creature as an expression of light. Every plant, every rock, grain of sand, illuminated the soil and the water the beautiful clouds the heavenly bodies all are glowing with the one light all are expressions of one life we know that there is no separation between us. We feel our inherent connectedness. 
As one human family, we acknowledge our personal responsibility as caretakers in sacred service to one another, to all life forms, and to the amazing planet that sustains us all. Grounded in our oneness, this morning we center our awareness in this month's theme, Sabbath. And we explore what it means to simply stop. Just stop. We may have preconceived ideas about what it means to remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Notice what comes up in your heart and mind when you hear this fourth commandment from the book of Exodus. Notice any thoughts, feelings, responses or reactions. The word Sabbath comes from the Hebrew Shabbat and means to cease not merely to stop, but to yield, to surrender to the one divine power and process that is forever at work. To allow life to go on without you. Author and minister Wayne Muller tells us that there is astounding wisdom in the traditional Jewish Sabbath that begins precisely at sundown, whether that comes at a wintry 4.30 or late on a summer evening. Sabbath is not dependent on our readiness to stop. We do not stop when we are finished. We do not stop when we complete our phone calls finish our project, get through the stack of messages, or get out this report that is due tomorrow. We stop because it is time to stop. What are we ceasing from? In true Sabbath, we cease from doing anything that feels like work. Whatever actions we engage in are for the pure joy and delight of the experience. We cease from the need to produce or accomplish anything. There is a deep sense of sufficiency in Sabbath. What we have and who we are in the here and now is enough. We cease from worrying, feeling anxious, concerned, or tense. We trust that whatever is unfolding in our lives will be softened made more graceful by our willingness to practice faith in the process. 
We cease from the need for control. We surrender all thoughts and ideas about how things should be and sit in complete acceptance of what is. We trust that life is expressing for the ultimate good of all and we let it be. We cease from our materialistic nature, letting go of the need to acquire or possess things or people. We move more firmly into sufficiency, into surrender. We cease from enculturation, from living our lives according to cultural standards and values, according to the opinions and preferences of friends and family, and allow our heart's deepest knowing to guide us. And we cease from the senseless habit of checking out as we move through our days. We practice mindfulness. We consciously expand our awareness. Taking a moment now to reflect where do I most need to cease to just stop? Sabbath is meant for rest and reflection. It has been said that the pace and pressure of our modern life is a form of innate violence.
we allow ourselves to take on too many concerns, volunteer for too many projects, and surrender to too many demands. Thomas Merton once wrote that the frenzy of our activism neutralizes our work for peace. It destroys our own inner capacity for peace. It destroys the fruitfulness of our own work because it kills the root of inner wisdom which makes work fruitful. In the book of Exodus, we are told to remember the Sabbath, to keep it holy. This is the fourth of the Ten Commandments given to the Jewish people through Moses on Mount Sinai. Why is keeping the Sabbath part of a list that includes prohibitions against killing, stealing, and lying? Could it be that the source of life understands the necessity of dormancy? Consider a fruit tree. If it does not lie dormant in the winter, it will not produce fruit in the spring. If this continues for more than a season, the health of the tree declines. If dormancy continues to be prevented, the tree will die. A period of rest and rejuvenation is not simply a human psychological convenience. It is a spiritual and biological necessity. A lack of dormancy produces confusion and erosion of the life force. We too must have a period in which we lie fallow and restore our souls. In Sabbath time, we remember to celebrate what is beautiful and sacred we light candles, sing songs, tell stories, eat, nap, make love. It is a time to let our work, our lands, our animals lie fallow, to be nourished and refreshed. Within this sanctuary, we become available to the insights and blessings of deep mindfulness that arise only in stillness and time. When we act from a place of deep rest, we are more capable of cultivating what the Buddhists would call right understanding, right action and right effort. 
in a complex and unstable world, if we do not rest, if we do not surrender into some kind of Sabbath, how can we find our way? How can we hear the voices that tell us the right thing to do? This month, we celebrate the birth of the Christ in human form. Emmanuel means God with us. When we sing, O Come Emmanuel, we are inviting spirit to inhabit us more fully. As we recognize our oneness with our Creator, we find that all of the divine qualities are fully available to us. Love, beauty, wisdom, truth, and peace. Advent is a time of sacred expectancy, awaiting Christmas with hope and faith, singing of peace on earth, and yet December can often seem to rush by in a whirl. We may get so caught up in the busyness of shopping, wrapping, cooking, and other preparations that we completely lose our sense of peace. Peace is our natural state of being. We were not made to rush, worry, and live in chronic stress. We don't function well, and our health suffers from this pace. And hurrying is contagious. It throws us off balance. We may even become alienated. We may forget that those are our brothers and sisters out there. So how might we regain our balance and restore our peace? Brother David Steindl-Rost recommends that we do this, stop, look, and go. When we notice ourselves getting caught up in the rush, we need to stop. Take a deep breath, center, and then look. What's really going on? What's important right now? Is this what I want in this moment? Then looking within, we choose how we wish to proceed, and then go. We resume our activities, but mindfully, intentionally, thoughtfully. We may still be in the rush, but we're not caught up by it. As we share this sacred silence together, let us contemplate. How might we be more consistently aware 
of our stress reactions? In what situations might it benefit us to stop, look, then go? How might this practice make us a calming presence to others? When might our best response be to just stop? Gently now, we bring our attention back into this room, into this time, aware of spirit breathing our bodies, and aware of gratitude for this deep feeling of peace. 
grateful for the spiritual authority to create our own experience in each and every moment. Thank you, God, for everyone and for everything. I invite you to know with me now that Spirit is moving powerfully through each of us and through our beloved community. Individually and collectively, we are a powerful spiritual influence on our world. As we evolve in consciousness, the benefits of our growth ripple out, blessing the entire world. As our Teze continues, we make ourselves open and receptive to Reverend Diana's words of wisdom. We give thanks for the blessings that are available to us when we just stop. Keeping the Sabbath, Sabbath serves us well. But resting and renewing are not merely self-serving actions. When we are well rested and nourished, we have more to offer. Humans are naturally giving beings. We want to help. We want to serve. When we cease from our daily work and other occupations, other things can fill the space created by our rest. Relationships, creativity, physical exercise, our prayer life, being in nature, All of these things and more have the chance to blossom in the space created by our rest. Keeping the Sabbath is not about following orders. It is about joy, fulfillment, and those aspects of life that grow only when given time. As we prepare to close in prayer, I leave you with these thoughts from Wayne Muller. We stop because there are forces larger than we that take care of the universe. And while our efforts are important, necessary, and useful, they are not, nor are we, indispensable. If we refuse to rest until we are finished, we will never rest until we die. Sabbath dissolves the artificial urgency of our days. 
because it liberates us from the need to be finished. There is no rush to get to the end because we are never finished. Take time to rest and eat and drink and be refreshed. And in the gentle rhythm of that refreshment, listen to the sound the heart makes as it speaks the quiet truth of what is needed. Hold this truth close to your heart and know with me now that the one life is forever unfolding, is forever expressing. It expresses as all of creation. And so each one of us is placed here at this time, in this place, as a perfect and expressive, a perfect and intentional expression of the divine, of God, of source energy. Each of us on purpose, with relationships to build, work to do, creativity to express. And in our expressing, we connect with and serve the spirit of life as we serve one another. We connect with and serve the spirit of life as we serve ourselves through rest and rejuvenation. And so I give thanks that as we move into this time of celebrating the light, we remember that that light shines within us, that that light is the truth and the strength, the power and the joy that moves us, that breathes us. And when we give it time, it speaks to us, through us, of what is the right next step. I give thanks that as one by one each of us tunes into that still small voice, that the human family begins to awaken, to become ever more mindful of the next best step for humanity. So trusting absolutely that spirit is at work through us, I release this prayer, trusting that it opens the way for the world to be made new this holy day season. And so I allow it to be what it is And together we say, and so it is. Amen.
time for us to close the Teze portion of our service this morning. And as we do, we offer the opportunity for you to share of your financial gifts, should you choose to. If you're joining us online, you can go to mysticheart.org and find a donate button or a physical address if you prefer to, to donate that way. And however it comes, whatever its form, time, talent, skill, treasure, love, support, we thank you in advance for all that you do to make this community strong and thriving. So I invite you to consider the lyrics to this beautiful song as we uh, pass our basket today. It's called, Whenever the Time is Now.
remember sometimes. <laughs> we just say thank you for these many gifts that flow into this community so that we might grow them and share them back out into the world. And so thank you for each gift that you offer today. And in closing our blessing, please join us in singing a soul's blessing. Good morning, Mystic Heart. Good morning. Please let my words speak for you. As I stand in this perfect present moment, I take a deep breath in and release, bringing myself to right now. Letting go of anything that has come before and anything that is coming after. As I stop and enjoy the warmth and the joy of being with my family. They say that home is where the heart is and my heart lives here. And so I open my heart, I open my mind, I open my soul, and I listen for Re Reverend Diana's words. 
knowing that I and each one here will receive exactly what we need for our week to come as we go about in the rain and the coolness with visions of spring flowers and plenty of water. And so I am grateful for the weather. I am grateful for the smooth flow of the service. I am grateful for Reverend Diana and Chris and Michael for all of the work that they do. And I am grateful for love. And so I just say thank you, knowing that my words come into fruition even as I speak. Thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. Amen. Good morning. Is this rain beautiful? Fantastic. If you're just joining us, um, and if you're new to us, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and I'm the pastor and spiritual director for Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. And I welcome you home to this beautiful community, to this beloved community, and I welcome you home to your heart, your own mystic heart. That's where your answers are. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. So I invite you to stand if you wish. Join us in getting our bodies and our voices Lift your arms if you want, clap your hands, whatever, whatever drives you, moves you. <laughs> Welcome to the Mystic Heart, join us celebration. Lift your voice and sing your part, make this affirmation. Spirit made us family with loving hearts to share. Together we are joyfully practicing the possible through And everything's possible through to the mystic heart. And so our last chant this morning is peace like a river. We're going to start with faith from last week, go into peace for this week, and then we're going to go on to love for next week, and 
finish the month with joy. That's right. So here we go. You'll catch on. It's easy. As soon as he does. I've got faith like a mountain. I've got faith like a mountain. I've got faith like a mountain in my soul. I've got faith like a mountain. I've got faith like a mountain. I've got faith like a mountain in my soul. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river in my soul. I've got peace like a river, I've got peace like a river, I've got peace like a river in my soul. I've got love like an ocean, I've got love like an ocean, I've got love like an ocean in my soul. I've got love like an ocean, I've got love like an ocean, I've got love like an ocean in my soul. I've got joy like a fountain, I've got joy like a fountain, I've got joy like a fountain in my soul. I've got joy like a fountain, I've got joy like a fountain, I've got joy like a fountain in my soul. You want to stay standing and get your body involved in this? in this visioning together of our love-soaked world, ah, I invite you to feel the presence of the divine moving through your body, feeling the tingle of the energy, of the vibration, of the spirit, of God, of the universe, of the universal intelligence. And together we embody our divine connection as we vision for a love-soaked world where peace and joy, generosity, compassion, justice, freedom are what drive us, are what fill us and guide our very actions, our thoughts, our words. We're all human beings, practice loving kindness, caring for one another, caring for our planet as the sacred home that sustains us all. We're creating a world where all needs are met, where all beings have plenty of nourishing food and medical care, where all beings have the safety and the comfort of home, have the education and the opportunities for creative expression loving relationship, a sense of belonging with one another and belonging on this beautiful world that we share. A world in which all beings are valued for their inherent goodness and light and where all receive all that is necessary for a contented and fulfilling life. Where peace, as we cultivate it within us, shows up around us as a world free 
of hatred and violence. We're creating a world that knows no greed, where there's absolute abundance in just having enough. Where every being deserves and receives all that is needed to be fulfilled and to share their light with the world. Where every member of the human family serves as a conscious vessel through which spirit can flow We stand firm in our faith. We will not lower our vision. We will not come down. Knowing with our whole hearts that such a world is not only possible but inevitable, we take the necessary steps towards its creation. We call it forth from the realm of infinite possibility knowing that it is taking form right here and right now as we align our actions to support and nurture its graceful unfolding. It happens by means of each one here. And so I give thanks that this is so, that we set it in motion through our powerful prayer and vision, and we allow it to simply be. As together we say, and so it is. Amen. Well, this morning I started out with the uh, theme, Just Stop, which did me a lot of good this week. <laughs> you only say what you need to hear. And where I landed today was looking at Sabbath as a form of resistance. So, that's where we're headed. It was a surprise to me. <laughs> so, during Tuesday this morning, we began by lighting the first two candles of Advent season, the candles of hope or faith. Good morning, Barbara. <laughs> Good to see you. And the candle of peace. Peace and Sabbath seem to make a good pair. Let's see what comes up around the idea of Sabbath this morning. So when I say that word Sabbath, does anything arise within you? An understanding, a thought, a response, a reaction, anything? Sunday. Sunday. Okay. Day of rest. Day of rest. Saturday. Saturday. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's right. For a yes. lot of people. Yes, it is. It's a circle. Okay, a circle of days. So if, uh, is it a completion or a beginning for you in your mind of the circle? Never thought of that. Oh. <laughs> I just, because uh, I had never really considered Sabbath except for the talk that you did this morning. Uh-huh. Okay. And, um, yeah, so it makes sense. Yeah. So in many traditions I've heard it expressed as the completion of that circle, the, as in the biblical story in Genesis, the six days and then the day of rest. But you can also look at it as the rest and the rejuvenation from which everything else flows. So you can look at it as the first mm -hmm. 
priority in your life and not the thing you use to recover from the rest of the week. So different ways to see that. Anything else come up that you want to throw out here? That God rested on the seventh day. Okay. God rested on the seventh day. After he created everything. After creating everything. Okay. So in true Sabbath, we cease from doing anything that feels like work. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Whatever actions we engage in are for the pure joy and delight of the experience. That's what the Sabbath is meant from what I'm looking at. It's, it's meant to be a joyful, restful, rejuvenating experience. And we reviewed a little bit this morning that in Sabbath we cease from the need to produce or accomplish anything. Hard to even imagine in our culture, isn't it? There's a deep sense of sufficiency in Sabbath. What we have and who we are in the here and now is enough. Just, it's enough. We cease from worrying, from feeling anxious, concerned, or tense. So we put down any worry or anxiety. We trust that whatever's unfolding in our lives will be softened by the process of resting whatever it is. We cease from the need for control. Anybody other than me have trouble putting this one down? Yeah. We surrender all thoughts and ideas about how things should be instead of just being present with how they are. We cease from our materialistic nature when we practice a period of Sabbath. We let go of the need to acquire things, to possess things, or people. That happens too. And we move more firmly into sufficiency, into a, a state of surrender to what is. We cease from enculturation. What's that mean? Enculturation, what's that word mean? Society being involved with everything. Okay. Society. Okay. Being involved in society and being L living in up to society's expectations. Okay. Living up to society's expectations. So we put all that aside. Our enculturation. We just, you know, just and like we just that. just like that <laughs> for a period of time, however long you can get it to last. <laughs> from living our lives according to cultural standards and values or other people's standards and values and allowing our heart to just get quiet and listen for our, our, our own true guidance. Be still and know that you're God. Be still and know. That's a beautiful Sabbath uh, verse. And we cease from the senseless habit of checking out as we move through our days. Or is that just me too? <laughs> we begin to practice a sense of mindfulness and a, and a greater sense of awareness of the moment that's before us. So whether we interpret Sabbath as a full day every week, or whether we interpret it as bits of time that we 
that we create in our day, or whether we do both. Sabbath is a time to just stop. To just stop. So what is it that can prevent us from remembering the Sabbath and keeping us keeping it holy? What that fourth commandment? Whoops. Our monkey mind. Okay, monkey mind gets in the way. The never-ending to-do list. The never-ending to-do list gets in the way. Consumerism. Consumerism. The phone. The phone. So distractions of all kinds. What about drama? Does drama get in the way of Sabbath? Can, if you let it. What about, let's see, in our world, advertising? How does advertising get in the way of those just letting go of everything? And oh, being? it's 10% off. Let's run. Oh, okay, so sales this time of year is 10% <laughs> off. Creating All right. desires. Oh, creating desires where there might not otherwise be. You don't have this and you need it. You don't have this and you need it. What about our jobs? Or the need for money, going back and forth. Bob? Yeah, being in the union for many years, somebody is always double time in the greedy ones. Oh. <laughs> they always take it if they want some double time. I guess if they have a lot of bills and all, you can uh -huh. <laughs> Yeah, so, so paying double time with the union for working Sundays. Wow. Interesting. So in my research this week, I came across a couple of phrases I hadn't heard before. This just might be me. Maybe you guys are real familiar with these ideas. But there's a couple of book titles that crossed my awareness. One was called The Sabbath as Resistance, and one was called Subversive Sabbath. <laughs> and of course, they caught my attention. <laughs> So without having read these books, what might it mean, the Sabbath as resistance? Resistance to what? Resistance to stopping. Resistance to stopping. Resistance to the cultural need to stay busy and produce. Okay. Resistance to the cultural need to stay busy and produce. And Hell no, we won't go. <laughs> Hell no, we won't go. Resistance to being here in the moment, present, now. Resistance to a desire for chaos. Resistance to a desire for chaos. Or drama. Or drama. As the world turns. <laughs> Soap operas. <laughs> Workaholism. We have an incredible <laughs> epidemic of workaholism in this culture. And if we don't work jobs and feel that pressure, we drive ourselves, some of us drive ourselves, even in our homes, in our child rearing. And you know, how many soccer games and activities do our children need to take part in every week to be complete? Our culture is just on overdrive all the time. 
I remember when I was a kid growing up playing Little League, there were no games scheduled on Sunday. Right. Now it's scheduled. Soccer Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine if you worship on Saturday. <laughs> growing up, we had this idea from my mother that if you weren't being productive, you were lazy. Right. And rest yes. was not a thing. Right. And she was the most stressed out woman. Mm -hmm. And her and my grandma had this battle because my grandma would take one day a week and just sit. Uh -huh. She would just sit, talk to the flowers, listen to some music. And my mom used to say, well, what are we doing today? We need to do some, what are you doing today? Like, do do what are we going to do? And my grandma would say, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And it used to make I'm her sitting. crazy because if you weren't being productive, you were lazy. And we had that where we had a class this day. We had to go to church seven times a week. We had to do this. We had to, we had to right. be doing something. And to me, it's like super important to rest. Yeah. Some, some days the kids are tired. Yesterday he wanted to lay down and just watch TV for a while and just lay there. Mm -hmm. You do that. Right. Whatever your body needs, you do that. I'm we get so that pressure, and, but it's not coming from in here. It's right. coming from out here. Right. And sometimes, you know, for my, I grew up the same way, and I still have it coming from in here, too. It hard takes wired. a tremendous amount of... It becomes hardwired. Yeah, it does. You're trained that way, yeah. and you're always tense, and you're always afraid, so you're like, oh, i got to be right. doing something, or I'm gonna, I might get in trouble, or she might see me not doing something, so I'm going to get yeah. in trouble, so then it's hardwired. Yeah, it or even if it's just the list. The list yeah. isn't going to go yeah. away if I stop. Yeah. But it is going to become more efficient to work on the list if I'm rested. The list, though, is as you check things off, more things appear in the box. <laughs> they do. They never go away. <laughs> but they're always going to be there. Right. Exactly. Unless, unless yeah. it's a I know this in my head. <laughs> yeah. What about resistance to competition in our culture? We can say we can say no to competition. There doesn't need to be competition. There's always got to be a winner. Right. You know, and yeah, the rat race. You know, keeping up with the Joneses they used to call it. Oh, I hate. Yeah. Who are these Joneses anyway? You know? <laughs> right. There you go. Right. Right. I could tell you the soccer story, but I won't today. Dalton played soccer one season. There's a whole story. So Sabbath as resistance. Or Sabbath as alternative, an alternative way of being. It's resistance because it's a visible insistence that our lives are not defined by the production and consumption of commodities and, and goods. Okay, so it's a form of resistance because we're saying, no, that's not going to drive me. Such an act of resistance requires enormous intentionality in our culture and communal reinforcement. This is from a quote, communal reinforcement amid the barrage of seductive pressures from the insatiable insistences of the marketplace and its intrusion into every part of our life from the family to the national budget. That's why when you want to just relax and watch TV, your chest gets bombarded. <laughs> Turn off the TV it's and just rest. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you have a movie you want to watch, right? So let's turn to um, 
subversive Sabbath. What's the word subversive mean? Okay. All right. So going against the norms of our culture. What does the word subversive mean? That's what I'm asking you. I said, what does subversive mean? Anybody know? Against. So it, yes, it has to do with what Jean said. So against. Actually, sub submarine. Under. Okay. So to undermine. Okay, basically to undermine. To turn from below, undermine the power and authority of a system or an institution. That's what the word is defined as. It's similar to the idea of. You asked the wrong person. Of water underneath, like a foundation or something. Right. It erodes it away. Yeah. Kind of takes it away so that the foundation is no longer there. Right. Okay, so that's that's okay. subversive. So how might practicing the Sabbath or creating times of Sabbath be seen as subversive? You're not spending money on stuff you really okay. don't need, or you do need, but you don't need at this moment. All right. <laughs> so you might not be spending unnecessary money. So that would be sort of subverting the economy in a way, or the economic system as it stands. Using the Sabbath as a time to stop and really think about what's important in your life. Okay. Using it as a time to really stop and think. And is another whatever really that important? Okay. Is right. it ever that important? Rather than being told what's important. Right. So having the time to decide for yourself what's important to you. Because our culture has us on the go 24-7, right? Yeah, go ahead. I heard a lovely subversive story the other day. I was hanging out with a friend of mine, and he does a lot of volunteer work hours of it and he loves it mm -hmm. and uh, but when he goes home to Thanksgiving his entire family is just like how can you work that hard and not get paid for it their little minds just get blown and I'm like <laughs> what a blessing to be in the situation where you can do whatever you want regardless of whether you're getting paid right for it. right mm -hmm. that is that is a blessing yeah it's huge but yeah, I, my family wouldn't understand it either, I don't think. I hear something coming, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I heard the, the breath, no, the pause. It's, it's really subverting our whole the, the society's value systems. Uh -huh. We value commerce, we value trade, we value money, we value all this stuff. And when you opt out of that, it subverts the whole, turns over the whole avatar. Yeah, if everybody in this country stopped and started to listen from within as to what was necessary, even financially, even monetarily or in terms of consumption, if everybody did that at once, our whole system would have to change that fast because Yay. It's, it's dependent. So you're right, it is, it, it is potentially subversive of the systems as they stand. Yeah which would allow for new systems to come forward. Pretty interesting to think about. We could become human beings instead of human doings. Human beings instead of human doings. <laughs> or, or, or human yeah. <laughs> so now that we've labeled practicing Sabbath as subversive, as an act of resistance, how many of you want to give it a try now? 
I thought that maybe with this group it would become a popular thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I was telling Chris as I was putting this together, you know, just tell me no and watch me go. That's kind of me. <laughs> you can't do this. Watch me. Or that sign that's on my desk. Underestimate me. That'll be fun, you know. I thought we had a few of those in this room. So do you think it's going to be really easy to dedicate yourself to a practice of Sabbath, whether you do it as a full day a week or whether you do it as moments throughout your day? Will it be easy for you to just suddenly be doing this, this practice? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it, it's habits. Yeah, yeah, we have habits around our activity level, for sure. Take up a meditative practice. Right. Brings you right here and Yeah, a meditative practice can be a great service to helping us slow down. I've read a lot. I'm not Jewish, I've never been Jewish, although I was accused of it at Orchard Nutrition yesterday. That's another whole story. That was weird. Um, but I've been reading a lot about the Jewish Sabbath this last week, and there are just some beautiful, beautiful practices around that practicing of the Sabbath in that culture. Um, the act of just stopping when the sun goes down the act of lighting candles and saying a prayer and putting aside all work, it, it's not a bunch of rules that you have to follow. It's, it's a permission to just settle into the peace and the joy of living for a period of time. And so I've been gaining a great deal from studying that tradition's practices of Sabbath. Engaging the practice of Sabbath can be challenging at first because Sabbath involves pleasure, rest, freedom, and slowness, none of which comes naturally in North America, right? Most of us are so sold on speed and invested in productivity, so convinced that multitasking is the way to live our lives, even though we can't really multitask. And that stopping for a whole day can almost feel like a death of a sort. A lot of people don't know what to do with themselves, and I probably can count myself into that group with a whole day without work of any kind. So I know someone that goes into a full-on depression right. if they're not doing something. Right. And it's not that doing is not part of Sabbath, but what you're doing is joyful and inspired and for fun and for rest. It's not about just sitting, you know, like a lump necessarily. Although it could be, if that's what you really need to do. Sometimes you need to be lumpy. Sometimes you need to be lumpy. I agree. <laughs> I agree. There used to be these things called blue laws that made it illegal to be mm -hmm. for businesses to be open on Sundays. But we don't have those anymore. So we just go 24-7. When was the last time that all the businesses in Reading shut down at once? During COVID. <laughs> During COVID? Okay. Okay, pandemic. Prior to the pandemic, when was the last time that all the businesses in Reading shut down? Maybe when there was a horrible storm. 
horrible storm. Yeah, holidays. Maybe, maybe, but not all of them, not for holidays. What about when the Twin Towers went down? Oh, yeah. Most everything shut for a period of time. When there's a power outage. When there's a power outage. When all the fires were going on. Yeah. So it takes, what you're saying is it takes a catastrophe to shut our businesses down. It takes a pandemic or a disaster. Cheryl? Many years ago, I traveled to Nebraska, my family there. Uh, my husband had family there. And we were planning on leaving on Sunday. No gas station, no <laughs> store. They were shut down. Mm -hmm. We had to stay another night and wait till the next day to get gas. They shut everything down. Uh-huh. <coughs> All right. In For Germany, them. they shut their businesses yeah. down. A lot of other countries. Yeah. Have they can't even Italy. find a store open? Right, right. I, I don't. That's not a bad thing. I don't know. From from my perspective, do we really need to have a catastrophe in our own lives? Think personally now. When do many people stop, be still, and shut down? When they're sick. When they're sick. Mm -hmm. When they're when out of money. <laughs> when they're out of money. When someone's died. Do we really? want that for ourselves? Do we really want to need a, a disaster, a catastrophe, an illness, an accident to happen before we stop? I've been sitting with that lately because, man, I'm a, I'm a busy beaver person. And that's not in and of itself a bad thing, but what's motivating it? Sandy, go ahead. So are you saying or suggesting that we should all stop at the same time? Not necessarily, no. This is a very individual thing. You know, some people might, as, as part of Jewish Sabbath, for example, celebrating and fellowship and study and um, their spiritual practice in community is part of their Sabbath day. So it might be for you that that's part of a Sabbath it might also be that it's not, that you take whatever time in whatever day that you determine will work for you, but when you cease, you just cease. Like nothing gets in the way of that stopping and that resting. And in the Jewish tradition, there are markers in time. It's like it's decided ahead of time. So you could be the one deciding ahead of time for yourself. Here is my beginning point of my rest, and here's my end point. And nothing's going to make me move, either the beginning or the ending. And this is going to be my time out. So yeah, no, it's not necessarily that we all do it at the same time. But the example that businesses rarely have a time where they do pick a time, you know, in the middle of the night, They'll close in the middle of the night. There's no business, nobody out there. So the idea is that you pick times and you set them for yourself where you are dedicated to stopping no matter what's going on. It's a time to just stop. I think also in that is the disconnect. You have to disconnect. Mm -hmm. from all those things that are pulling on you. Right. Right. And it has to become important to you and part of your self-care regimen to let yourself recover and rejuvenate. And if you're 
an energy person to allow your own energies to right. rebuild and recharge so that you can keep giving out again. Yes. Because we're giving out and we're giving out and we're giving out. And if you don't stop and recharge, you're going to burn out. And right. And you're not going to be any good. Exactly. And, like, we're pretty good about about doing that, mm -hmm. you know, on, like, Sunday's my day off. Our business is closed on Sunday, so that's the day we might wake up. We have no plan for the day, but what the plan for the day is is to enjoy the day. Right. We might end up getting stuck in the snow today, or we might end up going wherever or doing whatever, and we'll be happy with that because that, we don't have our phones. We don't there answer you phone go. calls. We don't, we're not available for you to suck any energy from me right now. Right. <laughs> that's, yes. that's it. And we make that important. Right. That's important to us. That is Sabbath. And the idea of Sabbath. I think it's true, the saying that you make time for what's important to you. Yes. And you make excuses for the things that aren't. Mm. Could you repeat that, please? You make, you make time for the things that are important to you and excuses for the things that are not. Hmm. In, the, um, in the book of Hebrews in the New Testament, um, the author makes a point that um, everything is a Sabbath now. Um, he says, God again said a certain day, calling it today, making the point that today is the Sabbath. Right. And it's not a day in the week, it's today. Yeah. And he later says, there remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Again, the idea is that God has established a rest, mm -hmm. and it is today. And it's not a particular time of the day. So, right. again, but because we live in our human world, we have to kind of carve out that time, but there's no particular day anymore. Right. That's the point here is yeah. that uh, the, the book was written to the Jews to, mm -hmm. to let them know that, okay, well, that God has established a rest for you. Right. You have a rest now. It doesn't today. Yeah. Yeah, I was really enjoying learning more about that culture and their practice of Sabbath and how it, it, at one time, the Jewish people were enslaved and they were being made to work seven days a week building for the Egyptian culture. And when this day of Sabbath was established, then everybody got to rest all the way down. You know, the, the peasants, the builders, the no matter who you were, it was a cultural day of rest. And so I can see in that scenario how one day might have come to be what they did to or, as a way of organizing their time and their rest. But now it's, as David was saying, in the now moment, the present moment, you know, rest is established. The opportunity for rest is established, but as human beings, we need to align with that and find our own way to create that in our own experience. And if we're not observing our own Sabbath, it's not like we're going to be the only person working on Saturday. Right. You know, no, nobody will know but us, so it's, that puts the responsibility right. squarely on our shoulders. I'm becoming even more determined that by Sunday evening, all the way through Monday to Tuesday morning or late afternoon, that's going to be my time. It's been my time. I've been okay with 
moving into that, but not as diligent as I'm going to be. Um, every day for 45 minutes I meditate, mm -hmm. and that has made the difference in my life. Yeah. That I, I mean, when I don't do it, I notice I can get tense, mm -hmm. but when I honor myself and I go and I meditate, I lay down and I meditate, and I just wake up feeling like I'm refreshed, even yeah. better than when I sleep all night. Right. Because yeah. I'm awake, but my body is calm. Yeah. You're intentionally stopping. Yes. And it's, yeah. and I've been doing it for two years now, and it's mm -hmm. one of the best things I've done. That's the gift to myself. Yeah. So meditation, that's a form of Sabbath. It's a conscious stopping. Prayer, your prayer life, whatever that looks like. That's a form of Sabbath. Keeping Sabbath is not another thing to do, to put on the to-do list. That's what it's not, okay? Something to be accomplished. Oh, there, I had my Sabbath day this week. It's not quite the spirit of the thing. That's right. Sabbath is a divine no to the things that compete for our time. We have to be strong in what we're willing to say no to so that we are freed to be able to say yes to, to whatever it is that feeds our joy, feeds our heart. Also, my ex-husband used to say, when I don't do something, I feel worthless. Mm. And so he always tried to force me to do that too. But what I realized is when a person's going to decide to take time for themselves and do that, they got to get out of their guilt. Oh, this is not good. Right. They have yeah. to figure out a way to let that go and right. realize they're honoring themselves. Yeah, that's true. It's an honoring of the self. And in honoring the self, building the energy and the strength to then be able to be in service in a, in a deeper way when you are with people. I think uh, I, I love Jesus on, on the Sabbath and he got in trouble with the priest and he told him the Sabbath was made for humans, not humans, not for, the humans for the Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah. It was made for us to use for our own rest and rejuvenation. Not a set of rules that we have to follow in order to do a particular thing. But it seems that in order to practice on a regular basis, it is a discipline, right? It's a discipline to say Sunday, it. it's a discipline to say, my phone is off. Do you know that at our retreat last year, do you know that putting the phone in your room and turning it off was the hardest thing for most of the people that attended to do? When I said, please do not keep your phone on you, the first retreat I ever went to, well, we didn't have cell phones, but our car keys and our watches were taken from us and put away somewhere. That would be equal to my saying, turn off your cell phones and put them all in this basket, and I'm going to go put them away for three and a half days. Hmm. Now that's Sabbath. Radical Sabbath. Radical Sabbath. <laughs> We feel like we have to stay connected all the time or else, you know, or else what? 
the world will not come to an end. Even we our own world. When we had phones hanging on the wall in the That's kitchen. right. <laughs> yeah. Phone hung on the wall. We didn't even have voicemail. Nope. And guess what? People called back. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really, you know, can't even imagine it today. And some of us are people that lived that way, and we still can't imagine it today. So in the creation story from Genesis, the first full day of Adam and Eve's life was a day of rest. In that second story, they were created on the sixth day, and on the seventh day was the Sabbath. Not cool. Sabbath, maybe it's meant to be a starting place for a life well lived. So they weren't munching on the apple on the seventh. <laughs> no, no, they weren't. <laughs> and nowhere does it say it's an apple, but we all think it is. <laughs> Pretty funny. I know. Something that grew on a tree. So I have some homework for you this week. Okay, I'm not going to call it homework. People don't like that. Food for contemplation for this week. How's that? Some questions. How might ceasing from work one day a week reshape your work and your attitudes on the other six days? How might ceasing from work one day a week change, reshape your work itself or your attitudes? Well, I think we should have three days off. The other six uh, days. <laughs> there you go. But yeah. I think it refreshes you. It makes you more clear-headed and the heart a better worker um, yeah. or mm, doing it from a joyful place of joy right. instead of oh here we go again you know like Wednesday yeah that's how it feels on Wednesday but you know on Monday you're like okay right I got ready this. to go it's gonna be a good week yeah yeah definitely Sandy I found that in my schedule um, you know giving massage doing things that are really intense it was easier for me to work more days but shorter days mm -hmm. so it's not as yeah. intense so basically i'm allowing myself a little sabbath each day right so i don't feel burned out there you yeah. go yeah that that's a, for me. it's a beautiful way to do it yeah yeah so question number two what is the advantage of a pattern of sabbath time as opposed to snatching odd moments whenever you can find them. So what's the benefit of the discipline? Okay, so there's structure about it. Okay. Whereas if you're not, it's easy to kind of say, well, okay, I'm flexible here, I'll do it later. Right. So you, have, you can have a tendency to neglect what your intention is. Yeah, how easy is it to say, I'll do it later? Those tiny bits are important. Mm -hmm. But they don't give you the full recharge. Like if okay. your phone is dying, let's just put it that way, and you and you quickly plug it in, give it ten minutes, unplug it. It's right. Like, it's like it's staying, it's going, it's getting right. a little recharge. But until you let it go and plug it in and let it fully recharge, mm -hmm. it's not going to be one hundred percent. So the longer periods give you a better recharge, and even shorter periods, if they're done intentionally, keep you going. Keep you going. Yeah. I would just like to add on April's example mm -hmm. that you do that long enough and the phone dies faster. Right, that's true. <laughs> uh-huh, good, good metaphor. 
if you make a choice to take time off, like on the Sabbath or whatever day, mm -hmm. you can look forward to that. That's something right. on your, oh, I'm looking forward to doing that list. Yeah. Or not list, but whatever. Yeah. So you look forward to those times. And for me, it helps make my weeks easier and more joyful, the work weeks. I love my work. It's not that I don't. But it can be tiring. But if I have that time chosen, and I know I'm going to be disciplined in keeping it, then it makes the rest of the week easier and lighter. Sandy and then Chris. Yeah, I, I think sometimes um, if we're open to spirit guiding us, mm. and that's the place we're in, the time opens up. Maybe right. there's a cancellation, whatever. Um, and all of a sudden, it's there for yes. us to enjoy. And it doesn't have to be forced. Like, oh, it has to be between 12 and 3. This is it. Right. I create those time frames, and to me, that structure can feel mm -hmm. rough. I don't like it. I'd rather spirit help me with that. So maybe I'm uh -huh. a morning person, someone else isn't. Let them flow with right. what they need, and I'll do what flows for me. But I like it when spirit provides that opening. Yeah. I'm going to second my sister Sandy yeah. over there. Yes, <laughs> I agree. And I, I know that there's people among us where structure is just going to create even more right. uptightness. So that whole idea of flowing and allowing spirit to lead those is mm -hmm. beautiful to me. So thank you for saying that. So can I ask then, is there a sense of discipline, self-discipline involved in seeing the flow open up and then intentionally moving into it instead of getting caught up with something else. Well, that's what um, Kimberly said earlier about monkey mind. I mean, you need to be right. aware enough right. to recognize, oh, I need to go this direction right mm -hmm. now versus go be productive here. But right. obviously you can't be all up in your head monkey minding right. when yeah. those opportunities happen. Right. You have to be able to recognize them. So it's very individual. It can be very. It's very individual, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of Absolutely. Is, right. Like for me, if, if I don't have a set time, then it just will pass me by, and I'll right. be doing. There's other things that I need. I have a list constantly going. Yeah. In my mind. So if I right. don't set up that time, then I'm, you know, and maybe that's me not really listening and being tuned in as I want to be. So that I could yeah. just let spirit lead me, but I feel like I'm the kind of person that I have to right. set that. Like, everybody, yeah. leave me alone. Mom's in her room. Don't knock. I right. don't exist right now. My name's not yeah. mom. Right. <laughs> just for yeah. whatever, you know. Uh, and then we can have fun and play and do things that right. way. But I still need to, like, take that yeah. time out. Well, I think the most important thing in what you just said was I'm the kind of person that. Yeah. Right. And recognizing yes. that different things work yeah. for different yes, people. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody's okay. Right. And it's one more quick thing I see over there. I, I think that it makes a great deal of difference whether we're still working and we have schedules that are regulating our lives, whatever roles we're filling in the world, those, you know, those times can sort of enforce, even if I'm a free-flowing person who loves to listen to Spirit's guidance, and I have these responsibilities that I've committed to. So you got to be able to do the dance between the two. Well, for me, the structure is like uh, is like 
when you make a budget, you budget in your savings, you know, tithe to yourself first. We do, we do that with our time as well. We need to budget some time for this, uh, for ourselves, and then make that, make that sacred. That's, right. that's inviolable. Yeah. It feels self-love, too. It does. How do you care for yourself? How do you care for yourself? All right, one more quick question that I'm, I need to close us in prayer. I love this. We've been having great discussions, and we've been going a little longer, and that's okay with me. If it becomes not okay with you, I'm sure you will let me know. <laughs> I have no doubt. But don't call on Monday. But don't call on Monday to let me know, because I won't answer. So the last question here is, how can members of a spiritual community, or how can being part of a spiritual community help to support our practice of taking that time. What part does that play? Or does it? It depends on checking in on each other. Hey, have you been resting? <laughs> checking in on each other. Society and its, and its pressures on us. Mm -hmm. if, we're, if we're in a community where we have a culture of taking care of ourselves and being right. in tune with spirit and supporting each other's yeah. need for rest and then then it it opens up a bigger space for you to feel like you're not just the only person that right. needs to do this thing and respecting each other's time of rest. Not not blowing you up on Monday. <laughs> you know? If I call you on Monday I say, I did not call you for any spiritual advice. I called to say I love you. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's up yes. to you if you answer or not, but right. I'm not trying to do no advice on Monday. <laughs> yeah. Another piece of that is... Kimberly has yeah. been waiting and waiting, and then I'll be over here. We're all here on Sundays, yeah. so we're already on our Sabbath. Okay. So this is where it can start when we all show up. Yeah, it can start with being in community. Good. So getting back to the... Uh, subversive and, and mm -hmm. Sabbath is resistance. We're bucking the system by not participating 24-7. And <clears throat> so there's a huge amount of pressure from society mm -hmm. for us not to do that. So it's important that we support each other in doing what's right, right. for us. So we support one another in taking that time. There were twice, two times this week where I had to reach back to someone that's part of our community and say, uh-uh, I just can't do it today. Don't have it. And what I got was, I get it. Totally understand. Mm -hmm. So having that support, when we're not used to giving ourselves permission, especially as we're getting used to giving ourselves permission, having others that say, I get it, take, take the time you need, is really important and helpful. So... I'm going to do a quick closing prayer. Allowing your eyes to close if you're comfortable doing that or whatever works for you. Let's close in celebration of starting or continuing in our engagement with creating the time for rest and rejuvenation, creating Sabbath in our lives. trusting that this prayer is a form of Sabbath. It's a time to connect to the one source of all of life. 
It is a time to recognize our own participation as expressions of the divine. This prayer is an opportunity to choose, to know that moments of rest and rejuvenation are necessary and that they are available. Giving thanks for this time with community. Thanks for this conversation that serves to spark contemplation for each one of us as we move into this week. Expressing deep gratitude for the time that each one shares as we come together each week. Giving of their own stopping time, resting time, Sabbath time to share in community. And knowing that as each one of us becomes more mindful and more present, that we no longer need a sense of permission, that permission has already been granted. And so we flow into and through our weeks, in and out of what we would call work and service, into and through what we would call Sabbath and rest in this just easy flow from one to the other becomes our experience. So with deep gratitude that this is so, I just release this prayer, trusting that it carries each of us forward and blesses our week. We affirm this together by saying, and so it is. Amen. Good conversations. Good conversations. So each week we offer the opportunity for you to share of your financial good with our community should you choose to do so. And as we prepare for our offering this morning, I invite you to affirm with us It's okay. Sometimes I talk longer and give you more time. Today I'm like, nah, never know. As I awaken to the God within me and all around me, I see abundance everywhere I look. I consciously step into that flow of abundance by this act of giving. I offer this gift freely in the spirit of love, blessing and sending it forth to heal and prosper. It is evidence of my deep faith. It does good work in the world and blesses all of creation. I give from a consciousness of abundance. And so it is. Amen. So enjoy Daniel Namod and Nemo Patel. And remember that we are planting seeds.
It's been a long time running. I never knew then what I know I know now. That the fruits, they always come in. But you can't go around just knocking them down. It takes a long time to show in. We plant the seeds then and we look at them now. But the roots are always growing. No matter if I'm there or never around. Whatever grows will grow, whatever dies will die, whatever works will work, whatever flies will fly, whatever fails will fail, what's meant to soar will soar, I am planting seeds, nothing like your whole life. You've been training for this moment and when the time comes you just disown it Meaning you just surrender, don't control it Not interested in the clay pots and mold it Or sitting next to the path trying to unfold it Or waiting for the fruits to fall down toward you Let it go and now you're flowing feeling quite gorgeous So you take steps away instead of towards it What a rush feeling freedom with nothing to hold We've been taught that what you touch will always turn to gold And now we're learning when we let it go it overflows With no credit to take cause no credit is home A higher power working deeper with the seed are sold and when the seeds are true then they're seeds of gold but the real gold is joy when life starts to flow and when it does you just smile cause now you know i spent a long time running i never knew then what i know i know now let the fruits they always come in but you can't go around just knocking them down it takes a long time to show in we plant the seeds then and we look at them now but the roots are always growing no matter if i'm there or never around Whatever grows will grow, whatever dies will die, whatever works will work, whatever flies will fly, whatever fails will fail, what's meant to soar will soar. I am planting seeds Whatever grows, yep. will grow. when it grows, it grows And when it dies, it dies, come on works, If it works, it works flies, Let it fly, let it Whatever fly fails, will fail. When it fails, it fails soar, will soar. When it soars, it soars I am planting seeds
when you smile, you just give up someone to know that they you cared about and that you love them. <laughs> Standing right here right now, I stand in deep gratitude as I pause for a moment to think about roots. I know that with each moment the roots of Mystic Heart grow deeper. And the flowering is stronger. And I am deeply grateful for each and every gift that helps that to happen, that helps us to go out into the world and do what we do. I'm grateful for each and every one who gives of time, talent, money, and just energy. And so right here on this beautiful rainy day when I know that everything underground continues to grow I know that the roots from Mystic Heart are becoming stronger and stronger and with deep gratitude and deep joy I speak these words into law knowing that they're coming true even as I speak them and I say thank you Father Mother God and so it is. Amen. All righty. So join us for our closing song, if you will. And then on for Food and Fellowship next door. Looks like we got a great lineup again. There, that's better. And Lucinda's available for prayer if you uh, would like a consultation. All together, hand in hand, we see the light, we take a stand, and we are changing. A whole new life for you and me, take your path and set it free and change. Love be with you, peace and you, spirit be 
be with you. We love you. Have a beautiful Sunday. Don't forget to reboot this week. <laughs> <laughs>